0: Episode number 155 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of the Unstuck Method and the Clear Way, two groundbreaking self help tools that promote your emotional health and well being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being*, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz, I'm the mother of four children, I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So I'm doing a trial today. As you know, we are in the middle of the coronavirus, and everybody in my house is home. And I knew I needed to record this podcast today, and I decided to come to The Forest to record it. The Forest has become my beloved second home during this pandemic, I come here to sit. I come here to meditate. I come here to pray. And now it might look like that I am coming here to record my podcasts. So I'm going to do a test. We're going to see how the sound turns out. If it turns out well, I may do this more often. If it doesn't turn out well, I won't do it again and I'll plan otherwise. But while you are not here with me physically in the forest, I hope that you might be able to glean even just a little bit of the beauty and the calm and the sense of peacefulness where I am. Okay, so in episode 149, I focused on what it is you want to create in your life. I differentiated between what it is you want to have and what it is you want to create, as there is a big difference between the two. And I spoke from the get-go about putting yourself in the driver's seat of your life and choosing ahead of time and empowering yourself to choose consciously what it is you want to create in your life, as this is the only way to live a deliberate life. That being said, I feel like I kind of jumped the gun with that episode. And it dawned on me that in order to make that episode complete I would need to share something more with you. Because let's be honest, if you were a client of mine and we were meeting for the very first time, most likely you would be coming to me with one specific issue or one challenge or something that you would like to look at and speak with me about and probably change in your life, right? Like maybe you'd come to me because you would like to improve a relationship with your spouse or maybe... You are looking to work on something just regarding yourself, like self-confidence. Or maybe you're feeling stuck with your physical health and you want to work on that. Or maybe there's a habit that you're looking to break. My tools can help in any area of your life, from relationships to self-care to work, money, finances, because it's really all about getting unstuck and getting clear. Yet, Here is where most of us make a big mistake. We focus so much on that one area of our life that we feel is less than perfect, and we forget about the other areas of our life. Why is that a problem? Because we are multifaceted human beings our lives are comprised of many relationships and our physical and mental self-care and our hobbies and how we sleep and how we make use of our free time and work and business and finances and romance and love and spiritual growth and, and on and on. And by focusing only on that one area, we're really doing ourselves a huge disservice. So let me explain. Let's just say the most important thing you want to focus on right now is improving your relationship with your spouse, okay? Right now, let's say your relationship is down the tubes. You're bickering a lot. You don't feel any love in the relationship. You don't even know why you're together. If this is the case, maybe you feel resentment towards your spouse. There's so many things about him that you can't stand, and you just want to be far away from him. Now, if we were trying to detect how you are showing up in the relationship, how you are being, maybe we would agree that you're being resentful, maybe you're being angry, you're being frustrated, for example. I would bet my bottom dollar that those ways that you're showing up in that relationship that I just gave examples of, most likely you are showing up in those same ways in other areas of your life. Whether it's work or another relationship or even with yourself. And this is why. Because what I learned from one of my teachers, Netta Cohen, is that looking at one area of your life is just one slice of the pie. So if you go to take another slice of the pie or another cut, it's still the same pie. In other words, how you are showing up in your life in one area of your life is most likely the same exact ways you're showing up in other areas of your life. Are you feeling stressed and frustrated with your weight? There's a good chance that you are feeling stressed and frustrated in many of your relationships. Are you feeling no compassion and love towards your children? Most likely you are showing up that way with other people in your life or maybe even towards yourself. Are you waking up each day feeling worried or afraid? Most likely you're showing up that way in other areas of your life because like Netta taught me, it's the same pie. So when we try to micromanage our lives and focus on only one area and we're trying to fix it, we're not really doing such a great service to ourselves. In fact, what we're doing is kind of like putting a Band-Aid on things. We're not really getting to the core of the problem, which is to say, identifying who you are being, which I'll talk more about in next week's episode. Instead, we're trying to improve a relationship or lose weight or become more successful by changing our behavior in that one area. But as I see it, that is really a lost cause because you're missing the opportunity of strengthening who you are being in all areas of your life. That is the only way to create true change, in my opinion. Change has to be holistic. If you try to compartmentalize your life, you're only going to get so far Because our behaviors are really being dictated by something much deeper than what appears on the surface level. And that's the work that we need to do. To identify how we are usually showing up in the world and then to decide how we really want to show up in the world. And then our behavior is how we act is simply going to follow from that place of who we are being. Again, I'll focus more on that next week. But for now, let's take a moment and do an activity together. If you have a piece of paper and pen nearby, please grab it now. If not, you can jot your answers down on your phone. Or if you're listening to this in the car or you're on a walk, Maybe you can re-listen to this episode later so that you can complete the activity. Ready? Here we go. This is what I call the Living Deliberately Wheel of Life. For each question, I would like you to rate yourself on how happy you are on a scale of 1 to ten. One is the lowest, 10 is the best. Now you can substitute the word happy for how satisfied you are, or how fulfilled you are, whatever word resonates with you most, okay? So in general, how happy or satisfied or fulfilled are you with your closest relationships? And when I say closest relationships, I'm talking about a spouse, your children, your parents, uh, in-laws, again, one is the lowest, 10 is the best that you could dream of. How would you rate your closest family relationships? Now, of course, if you want, you can break this question down person by person, because, of course, that number might be different for each person. So you get to choose. Either keep this as a general question or break it down. Either way, write down from 1 to 10 how you would rate your closest family relationships. Number two, how happy or satisfied or fulfilled are you with your extended family relationships and friends. I'm keeping them both in the same category. Number three, how happy, satisfied, or fulfilled are you in your work, your business, your career, including in this money, finances? How happy, satisfied, or fulfilled are you? Number four, I'd like you to rate your physical health. How do you feel about that? Number five, please rate your mental and emotional health and well being. Number six, how happy, satisfied, or fulfilled are you with your free time? How much fun are you having in life? How fulfilled are you with your hobbies? How much rest time do you have? And finally, number seven, how happy, fulfilled, or satisfied are you with your personal and spiritual growth? Asking yourself these questions and answering honestly can really help you take a good and honest look at yourself so that you can decide consciously what it is that you want to create beyond the obvious. By doing this work, it can help you uncover other areas of your life that you forgot about, that you might be less than satisfied with. Are you really living the life you want to live? So the first and simplest way to look at this wheel is to see if you answered anything lower than an eight in any of the categories. And if you did, that will be an area that you might want to start focusing on. Another way to look at this wheel is to tally up all of your numbers and divide it by the number of categories. In this case, if you kept everything general, it would be seven. And see what your number is. Again, anything lower than an eight is a sign that you might want to take a look at that in your life and see where you can start taking responsibility to start creating change. Because of course, that is the only place that you have control over. You don't have control over other people outside of you, even if you think you do. And even if it's so much easier to blame the other people for how you are feeling. That's not what living deliberately is about. Living deliberately is about being in the driver's seat of your life. It's not about looking at others and noticing how they may be acting or what they're saying or how they're treating you and allowing them to decide how you're showing up in your life. Not at all. What my teacher Netta taught me is that you are the creator director and producer of your own story. You absolutely can put that power in other people if you want. That's the easy way out. You can give other people power for what your life looks like, but let me tell you, when you do that, you end up being powerless. When you give other people the power to decide what your life looks like, you don't have any power left. Or you can take the power back into your own hands and create the story that you want to have in your life. It's always your choice. The reason I love this activity is twofold. One, it uncovers areas of your life that you either forgot about or maybe that you're you're afraid to look at. And it encourages you to really start taking a good look at them and seeing what is possible that you can do to create change. The second reason I like it is that it guides you to the next activity on deciding your ways of being, which I'll talk about next week. So this activity that we did right now, it is in no way meant to be putting more pressure on yourself or making your life look bad, like, oh my God, there's so much more I need to do to change myself. How am I going to do this? No, not at all. This activity is really just meant to be a mirror of your life. That's it. And the way to creating change may be simpler than you actually think, or it may be different than what you have previously learned in your life. Again, I'll share more about that next week. If you did this activity, I would love to hear what you came up with. Feel free to comment in the Facebook group or even email me with any revelations that you may have had. Please stay tuned for next week in order to start taking this work to the next level. My friends, we are in extraordinary times right now, and sometimes extraordinary times require extraordinary measures. And as you know, I facilitate a weekly online group for people who are doing this work of living deliberately and they're looking to be in a community with others who are doing the work right alongside them. I have one group right now that is solid and I'm not opening that group to anyone else at this time. But what I am interested in doing is opening a second group. I've heard from a couple of you so far showing interest but I need a minimum of four people in order to start that group. So if you are interested, if you'd like to learn more, please email me, shira at shiragura.com. Okay, my friends, I'm going to be quiet just for a moment. I would like to offer you an opportunity to take a stop with me as I sit here in the forest. I don't know if you'll be able to hear any of the sounds that I can hear, but if you have the opportunity right now, to sit down and close your eyes, even just for a moment, I encourage you to do that with me now. Okay, my dear friends, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week, and I look forward to being back here next week. Bye for now thank you for joining me for this episode of the living deliberately podcast if you liked what you heard today please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting if they need help please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review for more information on my workshops programs and retreats please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. see you next week